Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game, this is Millennial Money, and today we're talking why people with excellent credit still get denied with Mandy Woodruff from Magnify Money.
Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. I'm still inching my way out of having the flu and dealing with a voice that is not responding very well to everything that I'm trying to throw at it. So if you happen to have any amazing remedies for bringing your voice back to uh, the status or at least close to the status before the flu, I am I am all ears. I have tried absolutely everything and yet here we are and here is my voice and it is not uh, is not working very well with me. But there are so many great episodes that we have for you uh, before we roll into the New Year's that I just can't let a scratchy Muppet-like voice keeping me from bringing you these episodes. And today is is one of those that I think is such a great episode, especially for the holidays and rolling into the new year, because a lot of people are thinking about, you know, a holiday credit check and, and getting their credit in check either for the end of this year or for the beginning of next year. And there's a lot of confusion because you know, credit scores obviously have become critically important, right? Not only do we need a good score to get a good rate on a mortgage or an auto loan, those are all things that we know, but credit scores are also used in other places as well that we might not think about. You know, there's a lot of employers using credit scores. Um, There's a lot of landlords using credit scores. There's just a, a lot of places where credit scores are being used, And even in most states, you know, auto insurance companies, they rely on credit scores to determine premiums. And that's a big deal because, you know, you're paying out of pocket for your auto insurance and you could be paying more than you should be paying just because of your credit score. There are even dating sites that match people based on their credit score, if you can believe it or not. Um, But unfortunately, an excellent credit score is just not this magic ticket that everybody thinks. And just because you have this good score, it doesn't mean that you're going to be automatically approved for a loan or credit card. And a lot of people are going, what? I thought that wasn't true. I thought all I needed was a 720 plus credit score and everything would just magically land in my lap. Well, Not so much. There are really five key reasons why you could still get turned down for credit even if you have a great score. You could be applying for too many credit cards. You might not have enough income. The type of score being used is not maybe your best score. You could have what's called a thin credit file, which just means that you don't have a lot of credit history. Uh, Or you could be applying for a mortgage and, and get turned down even with good credit. So I thought, you know, we need to get to the bottom of this. So I called on Mandy Woodruff, who is a veteran personal finance reporter and editor at Magnify Money. And I asked her, help us figure this out. Help us demystify how you can have great credit and still get turned down for new credit or loan. With the holidays coming up, a lot of the listeners are really confused about, you know, how do I keep my credit score in check and and how do I safeguard my credit to make sure that, you know, when I roll into the new year, I can be in the best position as possible. But we also know that just having a good credit score doesn't automatically mean that you're approved for a new loan or new credit. I was wondering if you could start off the podcast by explaining why is this? 
Yeah, I think this is the perfect time of year. I mean, this is when people are shopping. It's when you feel tempted to spend more than you have. And it's also when retailers are really pushing credit cards at customers. They really want to make money off people around the holidays. Um, but you can even get denied for credit, even if you have good credit. One of, one of the reasons is maybe you have too many credit cards open. Um, so some of the credit lenders, like Chase, for example, because they know that people want to take advantage of all those awesome sign-up bonuses, like you've seen them, it's like 50,000 sure. you know, bonus miles or you know, cash back if you spend a certain amount. Um, so they've kind of like caught on to people opening and closing a lot of credit cards just to get those bonuses and then run away. Um, so they've instituted rules, you know, somewhat secret rules, um, Chase sort of unofficially. It's sort of like a little, it's, a out, it's an open secret that Chase um, will often deny people if they've opened more than five Chase credit cards in the last two years. Um, but not all other credit card issuers publicize that kind of thing. Um, but that's certainly one reason you might get denied. Perfect. I love the word secret because those are definitely things that most people, you know, don't have access to that type of information. And then you also talked yeah. about all of these offers that, uh, you know, come along with the holidays, all these special credit card offers. Is there any way to win at, you know, maybe taking advantage of some of those, but without the downsides? Oh, yeah. I mean, the best way to win and beat credit card companies um, is to not let them make any money off you. It's to open a card, you know, spend only what you can afford to pay off at the end of the month and pay it off and keep rolling. Like that is the best. That's exactly how to use credit. Um, I mean, unfortunately, this is a time of year when people may be opening credit, not because, you know, they can afford to pay it off, but because they really want to get that extra gift or they're at the mall and they're buying something for their mom and they see a cool you know, shirt or something that they want to buy for themselves and decide to take out credit because they don't have enough cash on hand to afford it. And that's when you get into trouble. Um, the last thing you want to do is take out credit, spend money, and then you're not able to pay it off every month. Yeah, that, that's such a great tip. And then I also know that, you know, a lot of people who have great credit get turned down or great credit score, I should say, get turned down for new credit. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, applying for too many cards. Uh, but there are also some other reasons. I think one that um, a listener has asked me about in particular is they heard back from the credit card company that they have something called like a thin credit file. And they didn't really understand yeah. what that meant. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, a thin credit file. It sounds like an insult, but it's really nothing that you've done wrong. It just means that maybe you haven't had a lot of credit open and since you turned 18. Um, like a lot of college students when they graduate may try and open a credit card or apply for an apartment and get denied because they have no credit history. That's all it really means. Um, another group of people who might be impacted by this are people who are new to the United States, but they come here from college from another country and they don't have any credit established and they might get denied. Um, so yeah, that's definitely one way. Um, it may seem like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> so I'm supposed to build a credit score, but you won't give me credit because I don't have enough credit. Like it feels like you're in a trap. But there's definitely some um, credit cards out there that are, you know, meant for people who are just sort of beginners and are starting out. Um, like for students, I, I we recommend the Discover It card. Um, they have a great student card. Um, that, uh, you know, they don't, they overlook sort of the thin credit file and give students some perks um, that you won't find with other credit cards. 
Yeah, that's great because, you know, a lot of times students are looking at those credit cards that have the big sign-up bonuses, but they're not able to get those. And so there's a lot of confusion about, you know, what is kind of the, the best type of, of credit card. What would you also say to somebody who, um, you know, is trying to rebuild their credit? Are there good credit cards or good things that they should look for in that situation? Yeah, you know, sometimes the best way to rebuild credit or even like build up a credit file if you have thin credit is not to even use credit cards at all. Like you could get added as an authorized user on, you know, a parent's credit card and their good credit behavior will be reflected on your um, on your credit report as well. That's one way. Um, you can also open up something called a secured card. And a secured card is specifically for building credit. This is where you, you need a little bit of a deposit to put on the card first. So let's say you put down... 300 bucks or 500 bucks, then the credit card company will say, okay, we're going to issue you a quote unquote line of credit worth 500 bucks, even though it's really your money. Um, and then you pay it down each month. And each time you make those payments, they report that information to the credit bureaus. And at the end of like typically a 12 month period, you should have a reasonably strong credit score um, and be able to go off and live your best life. Right, so you can kind of leverage the the secured credit card into a regular credit card uh, down the line as well, right? Yeah, some banks, after you completed the sort of 12-month period, some might offer you to upgrade into a regular um, credit card, or you can easily just, you know, go the other way and find a better offer somewhere else. You don't have to, you know, open up a card with the same bank where you had your secured card. Yeah, and, and does it take normally about 12 months if you're using a secured credit card to, to see that boost in your score? You should definitely see a boost after 12 months, um, especially if you're starting from zero. Just making, you know, on-time payments are something like 35% of your credit score, and that is huge. So if you're doing 12 months worth of on-time payments and that is the only history on your credit file, then yeah, you should definitely have or see a, a market improvement in your score. The only condition here is like, let's say if you're older and you've had like a lot of issues in the past, you've missed, you know, you've missed mortgage payments, you've fallen behind on your car payments, you've been defaulted on your student loans, and you sort of have a history of negative marks. It's sort of like, you know, yes, a secured card and making on-time payments will boost your score, but you're not going to see as dramatic of an improvement as someone who's starting from scratch because you've got this other kind of stuff weighing you down. Yeah, that's great advice. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. 
See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm sorry, but I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a mini golden mountain doodle, full of life, and I would do just about anything to keep her happy, healthy, and safe. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. Your pet is part of your family and you want to do the best for them. But vet bills can really add up. We jokingly keep telling Winnie she needs to get a job to pay for her vet bill. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customized accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping to ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independent American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer, is not engaged in the business of insurance. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. 
They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. And, you know, we're, we're really familiar with needing a good credit score in situations of, you know, getting a mortgage or if you want to buy a new car loan. But are there some other, you know, maybe less common places that people wouldn't think about where having a good credit score is super beneficial to you? Yeah, I have a personal example, actually. When I moved to New York eight years ago after college, I, um, you know, I, I didn't have any credit during college. I opened up my first card like the summer after I graduated and it was like a super small balance and I wasn't abusing it. But then I went and applied for an apartment um, with one of my girlfriends and I was denied. My apartment application was denied. And I, the response I got from the property manager was that I'd failed the credit check. And I was like freaked out because I had no idea why I was getting denied. And it was like super embarrassing. Um, and I had never checked my credit report before. So I like Googled it and I was like, okay, I'll go to annualcreditreport.com. And I realized by reviewing all three of my reports that someone at some point had taken out this Chase credit card with like a $12,000 limit under my name and hadn't paid it off. Wow. Um, and this had happened like a few years before. Yeah. And I was like, oh God. So I immediately, like I had to dispute, um, dispute the fraud on my credit reports. And I just basically took the letter that I had sent to the credit bureaus, my dispute, and sent it to the property manager and just wrote him a letter just, you know, asking him to give me the benefit of the doubt. And luckily, they they gave me a break. I think they took pity on me. But <laughs> absolutely, like, that's one that's one good example of where a credit score can, you know, a bad credit history can hurt you. That doesn't have to do with with your credit. Um, what about even in the, in the workplace? Are employers using credit score at all? It really depends on the type of job you have. So it, it depends on your state's laws, too. Some states don't allow jobs or employers to use your credit history against you. But if you're, it, it has been it has been known to happen if you are, like, in the financial industry or you're an accountant or you're being hired to manage the books for some place that employers might check your credit and could penalize you for having a poor score. I actually had a girlfriend who is in accounting at a law firm and had just moved from New York to San Francisco and was denied a job on that basis. Um, I believe that was in on the West Coast somewhere and in that state. Yes, it was it was allowed that uh, employers could look at your uh, credit history. I think that's like such good information to know, even to research, you know, what the laws are in your own state, because, you know, you would hate to like be up for this amazing job and have, you know, a, a low credit score be the cause of not getting that job when really they're they're different tips and tricks you can use to better your credit score in a relatively, you know, short amount of time. Yeah, it can really, it can really sink your dreams if you find <laughs> out. It's like your past is haunting you, right? Even if you're trying to like do the right thing. Sometimes, you know, mistakes just happen. And I feel like it's really unfortunate because sometimes it feels like 
the whole credit industry is set up just to, to test us. It's like, it's like putting someone who has a sugar addiction in a room with like 12,000 donuts and just being like, don't eat these and we're right. going to come back. And like, I think that would be hard. That would be hard for any it. of us. That would be super hard for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. If they were like really good donuts, but um, yeah, it's, it's all about like, the, once you understand like the key to a good credit score is proving how little or how much, how much um, discipline you have in terms of not using credit or using it only when you absolutely need it and paying it off responsibly. Once you figure that out, that's really the key to, to having good credit. Yeah. So along that lines, you know, how can somebody work to better their score, you know, before the new year? Are there, is there anything they should be focusing on? Yeah, I think that, so let's say you have a few different credit cards. Um, people are a big fan of what's called the snowball method. And the snowball method says, let's look at, you know, three different credit scores and order them from smallest balance to highest balance. So you've got one that's 50, one that's 200, and one that's 500. So you'd pay off the one that's $50 first. And then once you get that good feeling going, you'll have momentum, you'll be feeling excited. You'll probably have started adopting like some habits that can make it easier for you to pay off debt. And then you'll move on to the $100 debt. And then once that's paid off, you move on to the higher one. Um, and this has been proven to work actually. Um, it, it was popularized by like Dave Ramsey, but people are super, you know, people are really, you know, just love this method and say it works. It's all about that good feeling you get from paying off one small debt and working your way up. Um, another thing that you can do is if you have several credit cards and they have really high interest rates and your credit score is pretty strong, like you're in the good to excellent range, you might qualify for a really good balance transfer offer. And a balance transfer, which I didn't know what this was until, you know, well into um, covering personal finance, it's a really cool tool. So basically you're, you're finding a credit card that has a 0% intro APR period. So like 12 months, 18 months, um, 0%, and you're taking the balances from your existing credit cards and you're transferring them to this new credit card. So essentially you're paying off your old debts with this new card and you've got a 0% interest rate for several months and that's gonna buy you time to pay down your debt. Um, and this is a great thing to do. And uh, this is a great way to pay down debt um, and buy yourself some extra time. Um, the one thing you have to consider with balance transfers is that there is usually a fee to transfer the funds, like three to 5%. Um, although when you consider the fact that you may have a credit card with like a 20% interest rate, uh, letting that debt sit on that card for a long time versus paying a little three to 5% fee, like, I think you should probably consider. Right. You know, the, ma the, the math, the math works out. Transfer. Yeah. The math works out in yeah. your favor. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Those are awesome tips. So tell us a little bit about those who, listeners who don't know a little bit about magnify money and, you know, some of the tools that you offer to help listeners with their credit score. Yeah, Magnify Money has been around since 2014. It was founded by a couple of co former college roommates, one who was in the banking industry and one who worked in marketing or sorry, um, at Goldman Sachs. And they just got together and wanted to they wanted to create a website where people could compare different products, the kind of thing that you use every day, credit cards, auto loans, student loans. Um, and where banks and financial companies would compete by giving people the best rates because they were coming to shop for them and magnify money. Um, and I joined Magnify Money just a little over a year ago. Um, and at Magnify Money, my role is to make sure that all of the articles we're writing, um, all of the tools that we have are the best for our readers. And our number one priority is making sure that people get great deals and that they have an easy 
place to shop and compare rates on all those different products that they use every day. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. All right. So to round out our interview, I, I ask all of our um, interviewees this question. So if you could give one, just one personal finance tip uh, for the new year, what would that be? What would someone be focusing on or what would they be doing? I'm a big proponent of building wealth. Like I, I think you can only get so far by budgeting and couponing and that's really important. Um, I think if you focus on building wealth instead of like paying down debt, which can sound really daunting and make it something really aspirational and fun. I think that that can, that can start the momentum. Like I was talking about before, I feel like some, sometimes people wait to face, you know, the skeleton, their financial skeletons in their closet because they're just afraid of them. But if you look at it, instead of paying down debt, look at it instead as building wealth, gaining wealth, um, increasing your net worth. Then I feel like people, if you just change the the mentality around it, it would make it more enjoyable. It would start that momentum. It would motivate you. Um, and once you pay down your debt, continue that building wealth philosophy, you know, work to get promoted at your job or look for alternative opportunities where you might get paid a little bit more. Because after, certain, after a certain time, you know, you can only budget and coupon to death so much, like eventually um, focusing on building wealth as the way that you're going to you know, move ahead and, and have an easier time managing your finances in the future. I think there are some great takeaways from what Mandy was talking about on this episode. And just proof that, you know, sometimes we get in this habit of thinking that we've got all our ducks in the row financially, right? We've got a great credit score. We've got some cash in the bank. You know, we've got a great job. We've got everything pretty much locked down. And it's usually when that happens, then something sneaks up on you. And so money is this, um, it's it's unlike a lot of other things in life. I mean, it's something that really does require constant attention. Maybe it's, it's, maybe it's just, like our our health or you know our our weight if we're if we're trying to lose weight you know we can't just uh stop eating cake for you know a couple of weeks and then lose weight and then all of a sudden start eating cake again it's just i wish it worked that way i really really wish it worked that way but unfortunately it doesn't work that way and i money is very much like that you know it's just a it's a constant thing we have to be looking at every single day we have to be thinking about the decisions that we're making and uh, also realize that, you know, money again is just not a one size fits all. What's right for one person may not be right for somebody else. So you have to measure it against your own life and your own goals and what you want to achieve. But the moral of the story is, you know, having a great credit score is certainly putting you in a big advantage, but uh, there might still be blind spots that you might not know about even with a great credit score. So just be mindful of those. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor, please share it with your friends, shout it out on social media, and head on over to that link in the show notes or to your own podcast player and leave us a review. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. 
Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC.